Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. I'm Mark Francis, once again, your host for today. Excited to be back in um, the seat here with a couple of my friends um, for another episode. And if you were able to tune in or watch or listen to the previous episode that we released here um, on this podcast channel, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it if you missed it. Um, really, the role of elders and deacons and hearing mm -hmm. from some of those guys here was exciting and um you know just being able to recommend people um but we want to react here in this episode to our most recent congregational meeting which we called a fellowship family meeting so i want to even unpack that but let me introduce who i have sitting to my right and left i have the host of the sermon spotlight i have the youth director young uh, am i saying that right student ministries director hey you call me whatever you want buddy keystone <laughs> Um, what else is there? This is Caleb Pearson. You're one and only Caleb Pearson. I love listening to you host, man. Oh. Thank you for being here. No. I love it. You I'm rarely in this chair. Sit in that chair for today's yeah. episode. And over here on the other side is executive pastor, John Van Drunen. JVD. Thank you. How are you? It's good to be here with you. You call it out even louder. JVD. So there's a history of that, right? It, does Caleb Pearson, the one who coined that phrase, is that the rumor? Is that it, true? It, it comes from the, the Pearson household. I don't remember who was the first one within the Pearson but it, my mom basically Ooh. if she heard that he gave me credit for okay. it she'd be so mad jvd yeah. but anyway jvd i was in a meeting earlier today uh -huh. with a pastor who no well leave him well, i'll name him charlie spencer called you charlie. JV, jvd so it has gone it's all the way up the chain to the, yeah, the head I pastor's level there where even it. children's pastors are calling you JVD. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, uh, it's the common, uh, and elders will refer to me at times as JVD as wow. well. So it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's efficient. Embraced. Well, that it's is your introduction here. That is a long okay. introduction. I appreciate it. And here's the thing that we really felt passionate about to make this episode mm -hmm. because the family meeting, if you were not able to attend, it was incredible. I enjoyed it. There was a, a buzz in the room. There were almost 300 people there. The content that was shared was, I think, what people were looking for. And I want to have some reaction to it. So, Caleb, I'll turn your way. Just, you were on the stage. You, you and Alicia did a great job of hosting. So you kind of were thrown in the mix towards the end. John, I know you were really integral in planning this as you do with any congregational meeting. But Caleb, I'll come your way just from that perspective of what you heard, saw and experienced. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I was so encouraged by everything that was said. I was encouraged by the conversations I had after I, I have been to those meetings ever since I started my mentorship four years ago, over four years ago now. Um, but there was something about this past Sunday night that they gave me an opportunity to see people I wouldn't ordinarily see. Hmm. And what I mean by that is it is hard to, to talk with people on a Sunday morning, perhaps as much as you'd like to. I mean, everyone's all over the place, right? right. Uh, and then the majority of the time I'm, I'm rubbing shoulders with anybody else, I'm serving alongside them, which again is also good. But but these meetings are literally just to come together as a family. Like that's the that's the point. Hmm. Right. And so I liked the freedom in that to, to while there was dessert, while there were people talking to, to, to meet people I hadn't met before talk to people I hadn't seen before in a while, uh, solely for the purpose of, of unity in the body and not doing something and then being reminded of the unity in the body. If that, and if that it's makes one sense. of those opportunities where if you are an attender of a specific venue, let's just say mm -hmm. Fellowship Saturday or Fellowship 3 even, mm -hmm. where you see the same core group of people in that venue all the time, you it, mm -hmm. the, the 
tendency and the fear is that it's exclusionary and you don't have the sense of the unity of one body of Fellowship Bible Church. Here, this is one of those opportunities right. that, I mean, you can count a lot of different things, baptisms or, you know, whether mm -hmm. your kids go to a vacation Bible school together or follow the star. There's plenty of all church things. This is one of those all church things where we can really come together and Absolutely. experience that. Absolutely. And that was um, part of the, and I, I give all credit to our uh, elder leadership and, um, you know, the, this idea of maintaining this, this focus on relational discipleship. And I, I like to use the term authentic fellowship, which is really very much the, the same idea of how are we coming together? And if we're going to, to, continue to put that call out for the body, we have to be able to model that in what we do. Mm. And, and so really this, this, this idea of we're a family, mm. you know, a lot of people think of the church as a building. No, the church is a people and, and we're a family and we have to come together just like families come together to be able to talk through things and, and get those updates and, and hear from one another. And so yeah. that was really encouraging. Hence the name of this podcast. Fellowship family mm -hmm. podcast. I mean, yeah. so it, we want to be able to use this as a platform to share kind of what's going on with the family of our church. Mm -hmm. And John, I'll ask you a question sure. because it wasn't really addressed in the meeting, but the the heart of why this meeting really came to the forefront. You know, I remember me being the event planner that I am. You said the elders want to do something different and special and they want to have a different meeting. It's going to be the congregational meeting, but they want it to be different. Hmm. Where was the kind of the impetus of that to come to the forefront to say, we have something important we want to share and make yeah. it different. Yeah. Well, I'd say this is a, we're, we're in the process of, you know, on the other side of COVID. And, and so this is, we're continuing to see people come back to the church um, from online. And so that's just been encouraging to see. And um, I would say we, part of this goes back to a couple of weeks ago, the elders and pastoral staff were able to get away uh, for uh, two days to, to really focus in mm -hmm. on this, this next season that we're entering. And, and above all, to make sure that we're all on the same page. Um, and, and that there's unity in that process and, and really to look back at what is it that we have, that Fellowship Bible Church has been about as a church and, you know, looking at the, the report from the transition task force, uh, that gave their report recently, but then comparing that back to documents from 2013, uh, and plans and resources from 1995 and, and even earlier, um, and that's where the, those core elements of who are we as a church, and we have to continually remind ourselves because it's easy to lose sight of that in the midst of special events and different programs, but who are we as a church? And we're really about three things, and that's cor our corporate gatherings together, what we do each mm. weekend uh, uh, coming together. Um, this idea of, of sound biblical uh, exegetical teaching um, as we've done through the biblical uh, training center and other venues uh, in small groups and other events, but uh, and as well as our corporate gatherings. But then the third is community groups. Mm. And so this idea of really continuing to pour in on that front, it's really important. Not to mention um, we have these transitions, staffing transitions coming up. And that all leads to we have to just continue to communicate and we want to do this in a way that is in, engaging for folks, not something that it's just a, a rote experience. 
And so I appreciate both of your involvement in the, making that possible this time. Yeah. And I got, I have this renewed energy and there's a, a different sense of kind of a buzz happening and momentum going on in the church right now, post COVID. And I think that was kind of, that's been a worry for the leadership and for the church of a, who's attending our church? <laughs> B, are they still attending if we thought they were? And then C, are there new people that we don't even know? And, right. and so how we and how the elders have that burden of shepherding the body um, really begins with the corporate gatherings. And, um, and, and Mark pointed out kind of four challenges that are going on in the church. I would almost summarize some of that to where I, I got the sense of even for us at FBC, that there's a lack of the of valuing the local body. And, and I would add to kind of Mark's challenge of saying, how can we better value our own local family and our own local body? And so that's where I'm getting the renewed energy of feeling that post COVID, this is going on. There is an excitement and people are gathering together and seeing the energy after the meeting with the dessert and the mm -hmm. conversations, Caleb, you were talking about. Mm -hmm. There's, I think, some momentum that, yes, we're getting back to a healthy state of a church where we went many weeks without even gathering. <laughs> well, and I'll maybe even go a little further, Mark, in, in that I think there's a, a valuing how do we love the church, one yeah. of our five core values, mm -hmm. which I think we'll go through here and just refresh everybody. What are those five core values? Um, but beyond that is how are we through our love for God and, and our love, I'm just going to name them here, our love for God, yep. love for biblical truth, our, our love for the family and our love for the church. How do we base on those loves? How are we loving the world? How mm -hmm. are we deployed mm. in where we're working, living, playing, socializing? How are we deployed and engaging the, the communities around us? Um, you know, Scott Santmeyer um, reminded me the other day that um, within five years, three to five years, most believers do not have a group of unbelievers that they mm. interact with any longer. Mm. And, and so we need to be in the world, not of the world, but in the world, engaging um, and, and sharing the hope that we have in mm -hmm. Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's part of discipleship. Absolutely. Which is, I, I found that that was kind of the heartbeat of the meeting yeah. of discipleship and getting outside of ourselves, getting outside of these walls. Well, and that's one reason I, I wanted to do a youth skit do was right. to have these kids be a part of that family meeting mm -hmm. and and as they are the present and future of the church and have we encourage keystone to attend as well to half the people attending from keystone were just interested in learning more about fellowship bible church mm -hmm. and the other half was ready to what's going on with these transitions and that's something you guys alluded to which is another reason i think this family meeting came at a perfect time because we're close to these transitions right everybody's kind of known they're coming. Mark's been alluding to it from up front and all that, but to, to hear you especially break down and talk through it and demonstrate the, the care and the intentionality that the elders have been putting into it so that it's not a family meeting in the sense that dad senses a crisis. So all the kids run to the couch and we solve a major problem. Right. But instead, it's a time of encouragement, a time of coming together and reminding ourselves, God is so much bigger than all of this stuff and all of this stuff is good. And 
it's a time to celebrate and it's a time to look forward. And so the whole time, and, and as I wasn't speaking, I was still sitting there and I got to watch, I always hear the pastor on Sermon Spotlight say this, yeah. I get to watch the audience experience mm. God. Mike Lucan says mm. that all the time. I get to watch people experience God. And, and I felt that Sunday evening, mm. uh, which was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And I'd like to just further unpack the idea of discipleship. Because mm -hmm. again, that is that was the heartbeat of the meeting. And I'm sure... We'll, we can use the sermon spotlight question. What was left in the cutting room floor? You know, what, how can we best champion discipleship amongst our body beyond just a family meeting that mm -hmm. lasted a little over an hour? What is really the true call to each individual that attends Fellowship Bible Church? Yeah. And that's, that's going to, I appreciate you asking that, Mark. And part of this is what is discipleship? Mm -hmm. We we kind of put it up on this really high shelf um, and we have varying definitions of what does it mean to be discipled? Is it going through a Bible study? Um, what what does that really mean? And and one of the things that was really helpful for us to do and think through from an internal standpoint is what does that mean for us as a church? And, and really understanding that. What that really means that it, in its essence is that we are growing to be more like Christ. Um, and that's an ongoing process. And it's not relegated to a Bible study. It's not relegated to a community group. Um, but the, it's a life on life that we're experiencing and we're, we're interacting with one another. We're sharing our challenges with one another. And, and so you know, your, your question of what's our next step, what's the next step? Well, you know, that's been a big question for a lot of people over the years. And so that's where this idea of creating a path of discipleship um, really becomes necessary to help people understand that this is an ongoing process. You, you're not, you, you're never done growing as mm -hmm. a disciple um, and, and in this life, at least. And, and so how do we how do we really do that well? Well, I will say one of the things I talked about is that we have generally kind of viewed that as a discipleship, as a self-serve buffet hmm. uh, within the church. And we just provide a, a large selection and variety of different options and uh, let people pick and choose uh, uh, however they want to take those next steps. And, and that's been helpful for some. Um, I know how much I have grown and benefited uh, mm. from the time that I came here in 2008 um, mm. and have, have just um, really appreciated that. But how do we as a how do we do this better as a church to help people understand why they should be taking the next step mm -hmm. um, and what? what the preferred next steps really look like. And now you can do that and be really legalistic about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think people know us well enough to know that, no, this is something that you hold loosely that you, you uh, lift up and say, no, the, these are the next steps we'd like you to take. And part of that is um, helping people um, go through the process to, to become a member at Fellowship mm -hmm. Bible Church. Mm -hmm. Um, what, why, what is it that we believe as a church? Why, um, why are community groups so important? Um, and so we have this idea of assimilation. I like to use the word congregational engagement rather than assimilation. Um, but the, this idea of how does the congregation get engaged into the life of the church? Because after all, it's a body of people 
with relationships. That is the church. It's not a building. It's not an institution. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to institutionalize things, uh, especially the larger the church. Yeah. And I, I hear what you're saying that it's an ongoing process of discipleship. That it doesn't, there's no starting, well, there's a starting point, but there's no ending point, really. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a continuum. So no, wh- wherever you are on this vertical thermometer spectrum of growth, uh, there's that's the call of grow, to grow, connect, and to serve. And there should be this internal growing, connecting survey. But then there's the push to look outside of yourself and to look out, outside of these walls of FBC that you're talking mm-hmm. about. So that mm-hmm. fifth core right. value of loving the world. And, and doing that doesn't necessarily have to be in going on a mission strip. That would be great, but it can be your neighborhood. It can right. be the people that you know. And so how do we continue down this path of growth where it exudes to others around us. The ditch to fall into is, is you make it programmable, but that's not what we're after, right? It's supposed to be personal and, and authentic fellowship, right? And, and have raise the value of the congregation being able to do that and have a, a, a spiritual lens for first time guests and, and people maybe you haven't interacted with. And that's what, again, I just, Sunday evening was so cool to see as the elders and pastors came up, um, it wasn't a suit and tie. Here's my speech. There were breaks of recognizing somebody mm. in attendance and, mm-hmm. and sharing a way they were encouraged by them. And there was even some talk back and forth. It felt like a family chatting. Right. Right. And, and that for me and some of my peers, there was a little bit of these people know each other. <laughs> these people love each other. Mm. And it seems that what best enabled them to do that is being a part of this church. Mm-hmm. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, we create a culture of, man, I want to be a part of this. And, yeah. and I, I think that happened naturally. That was not on Alicia and I's paper. That was not on John's paper when he got up there. Mark and Morrison, although some would disagree, they didn't plan to insult each other. It just comes naturally, <laughs> right? right? Because they love each other like brothers. And that is, <laughs> it's a family meeting. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and what's neat, and, and I think this kind of strikes, you know, so I mentioned membership as one of those yep. elements within the context of Connect, Grow, Serve. But it, it's way beyond that. And, mm. and how, how do we do that? But I think one of the things you've touched on, Caleb, is this idea of how do we, how are we a better as a church into welcoming people into the life of the church and, mm. and greeting people and, a, and, and really having good relationships? You know, I, was, I had the opportunity to interact with a, a couple about a month or two ago and, um, you know, they, they kind of had a dour look, um, mm. and then said, hi, my name is John. And, you know, they introduced themselves and pretty soon just lightened up. Um, mm. and there was, there was a smile and, and a joy, uh, in their countenance. And that was just really encouraging to see. And, and I think part of that is they, nobody had really had a chance to connect with them yet. Um, mm. and, and I think we often overlook that, mm. Um, of how do we do that as a church? And, and we have a desire to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was told once by, by somebody um, that they, they decided that they were going to come to FBC initially because they wanted to get in, get out, and not get involved. And to me, that broke mm-hmm. my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm glad to see them getting involved um, in the life of the church now. But, you know, it's one of those things that, we have to recognize that that's a challenge. Um, and so we have an opportunity as a church, each of us, 
to be that that joy, mm. that encouragement, that that next connection. Um, and so just taking those opportunities is is worth a whole lot more than we probably even. And it's what you do as a family member when you're in your house and you have somebody over. I've heard this analogy, but it's worth repeating. When you have a guest over to your house, you make sure that things are all situated and set up and you might have food ready and you might have, you know, something on the table for them when they come in and and, and you welcome them and you bring them into your house and you mm-hmm. serve them and you make sure that they're comfortable. And can't we all view this as our house? Right. And right. and and so how do how can we be on the lookout for those people who are our guests? And I want to bring this to a head where we can actually make this tangible. So have this conversation end with a tangible um, example. And again, I really feel this momentum building. If you listen to the sermon spotlight a couple of weeks ago, John Morrison gave a great story mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. how a person served him recently who 29 years ago came to FBC and was on the doorsteps of leaving, but somebody tapped and said, let's come to lunch. We want to go to lunch. That is momentum. We're in these kind of hallroom conversations here at the church where mm. things are happening. I want to bring us to Easter mm. um, because Easter is around the corner, guys. Um, we're uh, basically a week away from Good Friday. Mm. We are just nine days away from Easter. What does this conversation mean to you where you have the ability of bringing in somebody to this house of Fellowship Bible Church to experience a family atmosphere where God is on display? And Mike Lucan said this recently in a meeting where we're having these same conversations. He said, the, and he's quoting other people, but in his words, the assembly is one of the largest ways and best ways to display God to an unbelieving world. The fact that Mm. believers of all different backgrounds and generations and ethnicities and races and creeds, you name it, all coming together to worship a one triune God in an assembly that is proclaiming his excellencies. And the pinnacle of that is Easter and the resurrection. So how can we as a church (laughs) build that momentum to think about, not just think about who is on our minds to invite, but what, how do we really take it to the next level of personally bringing somebody? I mean, you can invite them, mm-hmm. get them to breakfast beforehand. You can suggest you meet them at the doorsteps when they come here in the parking lot. You can even go pick them up. I mean, so there. Uh, this is the challenge, I think, for our body right now with this momentum is saying, where are we as a church of not just doing this together as believers, but where's the world around us yeah. to experience God? And I, and I think a big part of that, Mark, is we've got to be engaged with those around us um, and, and to be able to have those relationships, to be able to invite people. You know, I was reminded at Christmas um, of the power of the invitation and somebody had asked if, would it be okay if their family came to join us uh, for Christmas Eve? Well, um, they asked look, you, they asked me and, and I'm like, I, you, you totally beat me to the punch, but they had come before. Um, and they said that was the most meaningful thing that their family had ever done and, and gotten re- re- feedback that their, their family really enjoyed uh, coming to celebrate Christmas Eve with us. Um, and so, and, and this is somebody that I get a chance to 
every couple months to to see it, it's not in a in a frequent uh contact scenario um but it was just it was neat to be able to have that interaction so i think so often we think like well people know they can come here mm-hmm. well maybe maybe mm. not mm. um and so don't undermine un- underestimate the power of the the shoulder tap or the invitation mm-hmm. uh, and asking somebody would you like to join me it makes it makes a big church feel smaller you know I, i'd encourage people to to take 20 minutes on either side of a service and stick around and engage with somebody before you head out right mm. it's so easy to think about which 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 service are we going to mm-hmm. which is good you got to figure that out right but figure then that out. but but remember it's so much more than that service and if it, if we're trying to create this family environment the, Everyone should be leaving with a very clear picture of who the father is. And it ain't Mark Carey mm. and it's not Mike Lukens. And if there's church hopping or church shopping going on, that's oftentimes what we get is, oh, this pastor, this worship, hopefully they're not leaving thinking, wow, Mark, Mike, JVD, Mark, Caleb, they're awesome. Wow. I, God is, God is yeah, huge. Oh, that's more likely. <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that's way more likely, right? But they leave saying, wow, God, something's going on there. They mm-hmm. leave with God on their mind. Uh, and it's and, the people around them, not the people on the stage right? who are exactly. really doing exactly. that work of engaging. Dude, so so I grew up together. in this church, okay? Yeah. And I have a vivid memory of, of being old enough to remember this, I don't know, somewhere between eight, nine, 10, 11. My dad said, when we get to church, it's Easter Sunday, you're gonna hear a lot of people say he is risen. And then a lot of people respond with, he is risen indeed. And I encourage you to not shy away from an adult that's going to come up to you and say, he is risen. (laughs) And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I started walking around the sanctuary and keeping track of every time I heard somebody say, he is risen. And then I'd keep track of whether or not somebody said, he is risen indeed. And so I would walk around the church and hear all these different people say it. And I, I, I have such a memory of, you know, Mark saying it as part of the service, but then everyone else was saying it. And it was just the body of Christ doing this Easter thing. Mm-hmm. And that it was so hard to remove myself from that and not feel the community of it. I'm like, dad, you're right. They're all saying it, you know, and it was just so cool. So mm-hmm. I don't know why that came to my mind, but yeah. we want to be a light, not just from the stage, but from the chair. And from my worship team hat, we are putting God on display. Mm-hmm. Not any one person, not anything else, not the production, uh, not the songs that, and the way that they're done and the style it is we're putting God on display. Mm-hmm. And another quote that I've heard in the past is what you present is what will keep them. So if you are presenting smoke lights, mirrors, a big show and a performance, mm-hmm. you continually have to keep that going to keep the people. If you put mm-hmm. God on display and present God mm-hmm. to people that show up, that is what is going to cause them to stick. And mm-hmm. and who is displaying God? It's all of it's the believers around. Mm-hmm. It is the body of Christ coming together, unified cool. in an assembly. So, yeah. and I just want to say, in in light of that, it's not just on Easter, <laughs> right? How, how are yeah. we living in light? of the resurrection hope that we, that we experience and that joy Mm. are, are we dour and and pessimistic? You know, there's enough in this world to be pessimistic about. You'll find it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But are we living in the hope of Christ? Do we have, do we have that, 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 that renewal in our life to, to see the joy coming out and how we carry ourselves, how we conduct ourselves, what we say, what we engage in and how we engage with people. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Okay. I'm putting my iPad down. It is, 
time to time. recite what is happening next week at FBC. Do it. Are, are you it. on the spot? Do you want to do this? No, I, no, no? I thought you were about to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You're the man. Good Friday, there's two services. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's 11 o'clock and 7 o'clock. Um, we are mm-hmm. going to be live streaming, but guys, come on out. Make yeah, it, yeah, make yeah, it yeah, happen. Absolutely. We're going to be celebrating communion during Good Friday. So be prepared to... To let that be the climax and pinnacle of the service mm. to celebrate the, the death and the cross and what Christ has done for us. Then Easter, we have a Saturday night service, typical fellowship Saturday, five o'clock, right? Where there's children's ministry available children's there. Ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, John, you can, I'll turn you, give you a pop quiz. No, no, no. Then Sunday morning, guys. Okay. Sunday morning, four services, right? Yes. Two different venues, upstairs and downstairs. Mm-hmm. The upstairs, eight, nine, 30 and 11. Yes. And we have children's ministry at 930 and 11 o'clock. And then Fellowship 3 and to stay in sync with upstairs is changing their time. And it's 11 o'clock downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, guys, that's that's the lineup. And, and so the call to action is, where are you with that? And who do you know that needs to be a part of this and see God on display on any given weekend? But how about Easter? Yes, so, absolutely. And, and I'll echo uh, Mark's comments that we want to have you in person. We recognize there are some people that are um, homebound and, and have been able to worship with us. And so did you want to just mention the live stream is 930 and Sunday it's be yep. uh, 930 service on Sunday for for Easter as well. Yep. So absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for watching and listening. And once again, we just challenge you to give us feedback. Tell us what's mm-hmm. happening. Part of share what we, story. Didn't, we didn't even cover today, but yeah. is we want to hear from you and we mm-hmm. want stories to be um, prominent around here in the church body so we can encourage each other. And this is a great platform to do that. So um, let us know. You can go to fbcva.org slash share your story and um, make that happen. You can also find us with fbcva.org slash podcasts, all the different platforms. Share us. Let us know um, Mm. what's going on in your world and life. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for being a part of the conversation. Thanks for having me. It's amazing. And so until we do this again, let's let Christ be the center of our lives each and every day.